out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the sports zone by Tamir Azerly of uh, Clutch Points. And good to have you on the show. And, uh, okay, let's get to the big question first. What's up with Paul George and the knee injury? <laughs> first of all, thank you guys for having me. Uh, look, Paul George is slowly recovering from that sprained right knee. Uh, he was out there shooting a practice the other day. He's been doing a lot of upper body workout. I think that's for the majority of his, um, you know, workout stuff going on. I know that he's doing some uh, flexion and mobility work with, with with that knee and trying to make sure that he can put the right amount of pressure and have the, uh, you know, the right amount of mobility to do the necessary movements to get back on the court. Uh, but I think the Clippers are kind of operating under the impression that they'll have to get out of the first round in order to see Paul George now. He may surprise us that he'll heal a little quicker than expected. Uh, maybe we'll see him like a game six or seven, but I think the Clippers are kind of operating with the, with the assumption that they have to get out of the first round of CPG. So how does the Clippers approach, or how has it changed without George on the floor? And and I guess I guess the, the kind of the good news is the Clippers have had at least a couple of weeks to figure that out. Right, and I think the addition of Russell Westbrook is, you know, was very well documented. Very, very, you know, it was curious to see how he would fit with this kind of team. And I think um, it, it's really helped him that he's been here because of the Paul George injury. Because they needed a guy who could be that secondary star who can who can kind of play um, just play first of all because they've had injury, very injury prone stars um, and have guys who can go out there get downhill, create for other players, um, and just be a guy who could be staggered with Kawhi Leonard. So you don't have to play Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, all 48. I know that he played this, this uh, you know, 43 minutes the other night. I think he played 47 in, the, in another game. So they've had to stagger Kawhi and PG, and I think Russell's really helped with that. Um, in addition to that, we've seen a lot of Bones Highland and Norman Powell um, as kind of the guards off the bench, and I think, you know, that's helped a lot without Kawhi, without uh, Paul George. They've needed some kind of scoring boost and, and an offensive punch and playmaking, and uh, Norm and Bones have been able to provide that, so. Um, you know, I think those two are going to be huge. I think Norman Powell is kind of the X factor for this series, as far as for the Clippers, uh, because he will be able to provide a lot of bench bench scoring for them. And if he doesn't provide that, I find it very hard to see how they'll beat the Phoenix Suns without that. So um, they, they've gotten used to it, but again, it, it's only been about nine games without PG. So I think they're still getting used to to how they want to play without PG. You mentioned that they've you know, had the injury. Obviously, they've had injury issues and load management situations really the entire season. Ty Lue has been dealing with that. How would you assess Lou's job performance with all this stuff going on? Yeah, I think you know from the outside, there's a lot of noise around this team. Whether it might be you know criticism of the stars, of the coach, or the coaching staff, whatever it might be. And I think I think all of it to some extent is fair. Um, but you look at, you know, how the season started, uh, Kawhi Leonard coming off the bench. And, you know, again, first of all, he's in his first year back from an ACL tear, which is almost never easy for, uh, you know, a, a guy who does as much as Kawhi does on both ends of the floor. So he's been fantastic. Um, but, you know, he did have to miss a month at the start of the year due to, due to what he called a setback with his knee. So uh, they were kind of already behind the eight ball with that. Um, you know, as soon as he came back, Paul George went down with a hamstring injury. So... You know, we never. I think we in total we got to see maybe five or six games with this team fully healthy. Because as soon as they signed Russell Westbrook, they were healthy, and the Norman Powell went down a game and a half later. So we never really got to see this team fully healthy. So I think all things considered, I, you know, when we've asked this, uh, the team kind of understands that it's been a long year. They've been through a lot, and they've endured. Their goal is just to make the playoffs after last year's disappointing year where they didn't. You know, they lost the play-in game, two play-in games um, as the eighth seed. 
uh, I think their goal is just to make the playoffs, and I think they feel like once they get in the playoffs, um, they can do anything. Anything is possible for them. They, they have one of the best coaches, one of the best adjustment coaches in the league. Uh, we know what Kawhi Leonard can do as, as a superstar leader in the NBA. So I think they feel like they just wanted to get here, and once they do, they, they can make some noise. So, um, again, all things considered, I think it, it, it's been a really rough year, but I think they're, uh, I don't want to say satisfied, but they're content given everything they've gone through. You mentioned Kawhi, and his minutes have certainly increased here down the stretch. And so is his, you know, productivity. Uh, I assume his responsibilities have changed too, and increased uh, without George on the floor. How, how's that actually worked out? Yeah, so I think you know we, we've seen him playing up picking minutes. And I think a lot of that was because the Clippers just wanted to secure a top six seed, first of all. Um, but I, I think in general, Kawhi just understands that without PG, it's going to be. You know, he's going to see a lot of the double teams. He's going to be the guy responsible to get the team off to, to good starts along with Russell. So um, he's just he's just been able to, and I, I think it just goes beyond, you know, the games that George missed, the final nine or ten games that he missed. Uh, going back to the final, like, 23 games, uh, or 33 games, excuse me, 33 games of the season, Kawhi Leonard is averaging uh, 27, uh, 7, and 5 on 50, 40, 90. Uh, so he's really, after a rough start to the season, he's really, really found his groove. Uh, since about uh, mid-January um, on both ends of the floor. So really he's just been great since January, and I think he understands what kind of is at stake here, what he, what he has to do. He's, he's done something similar with the Raptors where he was kind of the, you know, the, the single star and there were a bunch of complimentary players around him. So um, until PG gets back, if, he, if he's able to get back, uh, Kawhi understands that you know it's going to be a lot of him, it's going to be a lot of finding his guys and making sure that he's setting his guys up for a lot of open looks. The Bone Thailand, Kawhi Leonard minutes have been really good um, in the short time that we've seen them. So I think that's something the Clippers will also kind of look to explore and see if they can capitalize on. But I think it's just, it's just finding a groove with some of the, with some of the newer guys. Again, Russell has been here 21 games. Um, Bones has really become a, a bench factor in the last nine or ten games. And Norm just came back from injury about seven games ago. So you, you, you're trying to find a groove with some of these guys um, together collectively as a whole. And I think uh, they've done a good job of that. But look, they've got no easy task going against um, you know, KD, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Hayden. That's going to be a heck of a, of a top four to go up against. So I think they have their work cut out for them. You mentioned rest work some there. You know, how would you assess, I don't know if we can call it his return to Los Angeles. I don't know if he ever actually left Los Angeles. But how would you assess his time with the Clippers? No, he indeed stayed here. Just took a few days after the trade of the Jazz and kind of just trying to play the future. And um, look, I mean, I, I think that there's something to be said about simply having peace of mind and being wanted somewhere. Um, you know, I think anyone, any one of us at our jobs want to feel wanted and want to feel appreciated uh, for what we do. And I think with the Lakers, whether it was a fit standpoint or, or you know, maybe a, a, a chemistry standpoint, it wasn't working, but it simply wasn't working. And I think it, it was evident for a while. Um, despite the head coaching change. And I think with the Clippers, you know, I talked to guys even before he he, he signed with them, and, and they were just like, you know, I'd be open to it. You know, we've seen what he can do, and I think, you know, it's all about the fit. It's all about the, the personnel you put around him, and we feel like we have the best team for him. And, uh, look, I mean, he, he's shooting about 48% from the field uh, since joining them and, and 36% from three. It's a small sample size of 21 games, but over an 82-game season, those are career highs for him. He's shooting for your eyes from the field and from three uh, with the Clippers. So um, I, I think he's just been able to play his game, play within his role. Uh, Tyler's really just given him um, kind of just, just the reins to do, to do what he knows he can do. 
but also do it within within the flow of the offense. Understanding that guys like Bones and Norm and Kawhi and Nico Batum and all these guys in Zubov, they have to get touches too, and they have to get involved. And Russell Russell's been a good job, done a good job of that throughout his career. But um, I think he's just done a really good job, even to my surprise, a little bit of just playing within that role, not getting too you know involved in maybe the one-on-one matchup or. You know the, the the previous Laker game, for example, which was which is a very highly anticipated game. He really just played within himself. He can get into a a one on one with kind of LeBron or AD. And I think uh, as long as Westbrook does that and plays within that role, he's going to be really good for us. I, I think you know the turnovers are going to be there, the missed shots are going to be there, um, but you kind of have to live with the positives uh, that he also brings on the other side. So um, he's been good so far. He's been good. Zubots. Uh, he averaged roughly 10 points and 10 rebounds per game during the regular season. I think he could play a big role in this series. Why, why has he been so effective, and how do you think he factors in against the Suns? Yeah, Zub will be interesting because I think, um, you know, in, in the 2021 series, given this is a two completely different te- looking teams right now, um, Zub was able to give Chris Paul some problems. I know that. Uh, the, the Clippers like kind of like that Zubats Chris Paul matchup to try and get um, you know other guys involved, try to get him involved with other guys. So um, Zub's just been really good for them. He's, he's been a defensive anchor all year. He started the year off fantastic for them. He's you know kind of dealt with some injuries here and there, but um, he's just a high IQ basketball player. He, he's <clears throat> very high in communication, um, knows where to be, knows how to communicate with his guys. And, um, you know, I think we'll see that in this series. I think he'll be, he'll be tested greatly in this series, given some of the guys we'll see. And I'm not sure that we'll see a traditional, you know, kind of zoo on DeAndre Ayton uh, series. Uh, we might see him on some other guys and we try to gimmick the game a little bit defensively. So, um, but, but Zoo's been great. Zoo's been fantastic, like you said, averaging a double-double for the first time in his career. Um, I think he had a career-high in double-doubles this year with, like, 26 of them. So uh, he's, been, he's been really good. He's been really solid. Uh, the addition of Russell has been really good for him. I think he's been able to find him a few more times, you know, that traditional kind of uh, downhill point guard finding his guy. So uh, Zeus benefited from that. And I think, um, again, he's been good, but this, he really has his work cut out for him in this series because, like I said, uh, four of the top five players in this series, I think, belong to the Suns. I do like the complimentary players, quote-unquote complimentary players of the Clippers. Yeah, Norman Powell, for instance, you mentioned him earlier He's had some really good moments over the years against the Suns. How much does he factor into this series? Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I believe he's the X factor. For me, he's the X factor for the Clippers in this series because, uh, especially without PG, he's probably going to be <clears throat> their their second best player, their second best scorer behind Kawhi Leonard, uh, or they're going to need him to be anyway. Uh, I think he's averaged about 15, 16, maybe 18 points since coming back from his injury. Uh, his ability to get to the free throw line uh, has been has, has been great for them, and I think uh, what's interesting about this series is that you know looking at some of the numbers, I, I know it's a small sample size with Kevin Durant back, but the Suns are a little bit foul prone; but they, they foul a bit a bit much um, compared to the rest of the league. So um, you know, I, I'm not saying that you know Norm is going to target them like that, but I think that's something that may come into play here, where uh, Norm decides he's, he's one of those guys that has the ability to draw contact, get to the line, and um, you know put the onus on the refs to call fouls. So. Um, I think he'll be he'll be big. He'll be big. They really need him to, to, to not be a liability defensively, and they're going to need him to be um, just just as great as he can be offensively. Again, without PG, they're going to need it from from everyone they can find. And I think um, top to bottom, the complimentary players complimentary players have been good this year. Um, 
again, playoffs are a different animal. I, I think we're really we're really need to see Norm lock in here. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes he can get a little too lost in the in the trying to draw contact that he might just you know, just lose the ball too often. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this how this series is kind of called because, like I said, the, the fouls the, the fouls are so the, the Suns have called for a lot of fouls uh, since KD got yep. what I've seen in the numbers. So I'm curious to see how that kind of plays out. Even before he got here, <laughs> they were they were called for a lot of fouls. <laughs> Eric, Eric Eric Gordon's another guy that has really had some really good games against the Suns over the years. In fact, I wanted the Suns to go get him somehow before the trade deadline, the buyout, thing, whatever. Uh, what has what Gordon brought to the Clippers? Yeah, I think first of all, just a veteran leader who's been there. I know that. Um, Veteran leadership is a bit underrated in this league. I think um, people talk about you know having youth and athleticism, and that, that's necessary. You do need the right amount of that. But uh, Gordon's been able to bring a, just a calm demeanor to you know he never looks razzled, he never looks um, you know out of it, he never looks just, just he's always in, under control and looks calm. So um, that's the first aspect of what he brings. Secondly, um, his ability to shoot threes from <clears throat> four or five feet behind the line. Not sure how he does it. Uh, but those are just those are just incredible floor spacing shots right there. Um, and even if he doesn't make them, it's, just, it's keeping the defense honest. Uh, I know he got off to a rough start here with the Clippers, but um, he, he found a shot of late. He, he, he became the starter without PG, and um, he's just been able to open the open the floor up. And I think when you have the length uh, that the Suns have defensively with uh, a KD, a, a Devin Booker, a Torrey Craig, Josh Cody. Um, that extra couple feet of spacing helps a lot towards you know, Kawhi being able to create or Eric having you know some extra spaces to get a shot off. So um, Eric's been great for them. Eric's been fantastic. I think he's been a little streaky, uh, but that's kind of just been his career. Uh, the key for him is just staying healthy. He, he, he was dealing with, with a hip thing last time they played, and I think you know this week off has definitely helped him recover from that. Uh, but he's been fantastic. I think the spacing that he provides, the, the, the calm demeanor that he provides, especially in what's going to be a raucous arena, uh, Footprint Center on Sunday. Uh, that's going to be huge for them. All right. So I assume Westbrook's going to be aggressive defensively against Chris Paul. Uh, so how do the Clippers, especially without Paul George, how do they try to match up defensively in this series against Durant and Booker? Yeah, that's an interesting one uh, because we try to ask Ty, and Ty, uh, Ty Lue has been you know keeping this card close to the vest on this one. Um, I think, you know, historically speaking, we've seen the Clippers do some interesting uh, kind of matchups for playoff series. We saw them go five out small against the Dallas Mavericks a couple of years ago, and that was, you know, when Dallas was starting both Boban and Chris Sapsworzingis, two seven-footers. So, um, you know, I believe we'll kind of see um, possibly a zoo start out on Chris Paul uh, at times, um, have Russ obviously guard him as well. Uh, I, I just think we'll see a you know Kawhi to start out on Devin Booker to start, um, and and kind of just just I'm not sure with KD what they might do. I'm, I'm guessing they'll put a Nico Batum on him or kind of switch that uh, with with Eric Gordon or have the uh, Eric Gordon guard Devin Booker and have Kawhi guard to KD. So they have a lot of possibilities. Again, they, they kind of have the defensive versatility as well to kind of handle this team, but um, there's no easy easy answer here. I think there's just a lot of switchability on both teams. Um, you know, Durant's just, I, I, they haven't played many minutes with him as the five, and I know they like to use 
a lot of DeAndre Aiden, a lot of Bismarck Biombo and Jock Landale at times. Uh, but even he can play the five for them. Katie's, you know, been historically a, a good help defender as a five man. So um, there's a ton of different matchups we can see here. I'm guessing, look, once it comes out of the fourth quarter, uh, you'll see a lot of maybe Westbrook on Paul, uh, Kawhi on Kevin Durant, uh, and, and those types of stars guarding each other. But um, to start the series, I, I am kind of curious to see how each team match up. You know, Ty Lue said the other day at practice that um, you kind of have a week to prepare for games one, two, and three. This week helps, but at the same time, once you see what, what each team does in game one, you kind of just flip yeah. and, 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 you know, maybe maybe the entire week is, is worthless now because you have to change everything you were planning for entirely. You have to see how they attack you. So I am curious to see how, how both teams kind of get off to defensively uh, w- as far as matchups go. I think that's actually the best thing about the playoffs is to see how teams are going to match up individually against each other. So it's a, a big deal here. Okay, so what are your expectations for the series, which I guess is kind of a, you know, a different way of asking what, what's your prediction for the series? Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this a few times. Um, this, to me, um, you know, I think as far as the role players go, the Clippers have the advantage here. But with the, the, you know, the Stars come, I think clearly the Suns have the advantage. And usually the Stars are where you're able to take advantage in a playoff series, win the playoff series. So, um, you know, I, I think Suns in six feels safe. It could even be Suns in five. Uh, but I feel like Suns in six is safe just because, again, Four of the five best players are going to be on that side of the court. Um, Kevin Durant, historically, is just unstoppable in the playoffs. I think last year against the, the Celtics was, was a little strange thing for him, so he wants to come out and prove himself. Devin Booker and Chris Paul want to come out and prove themselves after last year's embarrassing show against the Mavs. So, like, I think there's just a lot to prove uh, on, on the Phoenix Suns side. I mean, the Clippers, look, they want to they, they want to win a championship. I, I know that that's what they've been targeting for a long time now. Um you don't have Paul George, and I don't think they'll use that as an excuse of any kind. But, you know, I, I, I think it's fair to say that the pressure is on the Suns here. So I'm going to go Suns in six. I think they take care of them in six. Tomir, this has been great. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thank you. My pleasure. Tamir Azerly of uh, Clutch Points. Excellent stuff there.